Hey, Jamie. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Um, doing good, man. Doing good. I just got back from uh, a conference, Codemash, Sandusky. How was it this year? It was good. It was Were good. there any so, overarching like themes? I know that's normally like a big Microsoft conference, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure if you were seeing any other writings on the wall. There was a lot of Elixir stuff. I went to a lot of Elixir stuff. A lot of like Elm. Nice. A lot of front end stuff too, like React. But went to uh, several Elixir uh, talks. There was one that was uh, done by my favorite was this one done by Anthony Eden. I think it's Eden. Uh, the uh, DM simple person. Oh, okay. See gotcha. And he, he talked about, uh, his title of the talk was like birth of elixir. And he went through like the first five commits that Jose Valin had, um, in GitHub since it's like a newer language, like the history is all there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. And he kind of went through like what he was thinking and, and what he did, like, on top of the Erlang VM to get, like, he basically went to get, you know, one plus two to work. Mm-hmm. And then went from there. And it's was, it was pretty interesting. That was my favorite. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was the most memorable one. How about you? How was your week? Uh, my last two weeks have been pretty good. A little busy doing some, some extra things on top of day job and also uh, running Coder Journey. Uh, getting back into playing drums and drumming for our church and sort of did not practice for that as much as I should have. So I kind of embarrassed myself at rehearsal the other evening. That was cool. But where do you beyond practice, that, where do you practice that at? You practice that at home? Uh, yeah, I have an electric drum kit here that um, one of my friends loaned me to use. But we use a different type of electric drum set at the actual church. And nice. tell you what, real drum sets are better. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Like an actual acoustic made of wood has plastic heads. Those are great. Electric drum sets kind of are weird to me. I feel like I can't be as musical. But hmm. that's not here nor there. It's just, you know, one of those side things that kind of made me feel bad about myself for a moment. But good, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we need more of that right. in developer life. But right. yeah, beyond that, no, it was a lot of uh, getting back into the swing of things after the holiday season uh, over the last couple of weeks at work, work. Um, and then, yeah, just working on the Docker course, uh, for Coder Journey. And how did that go? Good. I launched it a half hour ago. Nice. So it's see actually, these, see these podcasts the do? yeah, I know. Well, it, that's actually, it was funny last night. Uh, I got home from work and I was like, normally it's like a Friday night and I'm pretty tired. So I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just going to hang out with Kendra. But I sent her a message. I was like, are you going to be really mad if I like work the entire time I'm home tonight? And she's like, no, get the get the thing done. So I come home and I work for like four or five hours on this. And I'm like, oh, I got to get this done before we record tomorrow. Because otherwise I'm going to have like four straight podcasts of not doing anything. I'll, I'll make up for you. So, okay, good. That'll <laughs> that'll make me feel better. I'm just going to, you know, stand <laughs> on you. While, uh, but yeah, so that was really cool. Got that out. Um, haven't Hasn't sold anything in the first 20 minutes. I don't know what this is about, but. So what is, uh, yeah. What is uh, what is the U? Is it at Coder Journey? Like, is it supposed to be listed under all courses? Um, yes. Well, no. So, yeah, it'll be under the all courses section. Oh, so, if I've you go to courses.coderjourney, yeah. yeah, you already have it. I give it got to you for it. free. You're the got only it. person getting <laughs> a big discount. Suckers. But I did podcast with Keith. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it takes. And your feedback was really 
uh, super helpful. So there is a video in there for you now that is when to restart or rebuild Docker containers. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was just for you. Thank you. But yeah, so that was cool. Got awesome, that man. released. Um, put out a coupon code to everybody on my mailing list. Uh, that's going to be the only discount that I give for this course and maybe any course ever. I'm debating on that. I don't want to devalue my work. Right. So yep. uh, just did that because, you know, I have like 330 people or so on my mailing list. Figure uh, if I get, I worked it out. And if I get something like 4% of those to purchase with a discount, then Coder Journey becomes profitable. Like nice. all of the money that, I, well, not profitable. It breaks even, right? Like, because I haven't taken any money out of it, but that would pay for all of my expenses. So that would be pretty cool. That's oh, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So you're charging this um, on a per, you're just charging this like a flat rate, right? For the whole course? Yep. Yeah, it is, the base price is $99 uh, for the course. And then it's an early access now is what I'm calling it because it's not quite done in the sense that I still have a couple more modules that I want to add on. Mm -hmm. But what is there right now, I think is more than worth the price tag. So I feel pretty good about releasing it now and giving people the option to kind of buy in and they can give me some early feedback and I can tweak things uh, based on that. But um, yeah, so it's $99 and then I gave the coupon code for 40% off to anybody on my mailing list so they can get it for 59 Cool. And then you haven't put anything else, you haven't put anything up on your homepage or on your... No, I have not yep. done anything yep. else since that. I, I published it. I guess I put some toots and stuff inside a buffer to like send out. So like my Facebook page and um, my LinkedIn profile and all that other business will kind of get updated here eventually whenever is deemed the most worthy time by Buffer. And then um, the email was scheduled to go out at 10 instead of like right at 9.20. And that was because nice. I wanted to give Wistia time to actually encode the last couple videos properly. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be a little blurry to start out if somebody like by some chance just like went to the end and started there. So it should be... Everything's kind of out there now. I did take the time to set up a Zapier so it can send me a text message if anybody buys my course because I really want to know, you know? Yeah, that's the best. Uh, uh, that is the best feeling. Do you? So, okay. How? First question. How do you like Buffer? buffer. Uh, I like Buffer a lot. Yeah, I mean, I use it. I I was you using can. it for a while in this idea that I'm never going to go to Twitter myself. Like, I, for a while, I was using Buffer for the Keith Thompson Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like not reading Twitter. So if I ever had something important I wanted to say, I would just buffer it and go from there. Um, that's a little weird. It turns out I like social interaction and being able to read funny stuff on Twitter. Um, so buffer for coder journey is great though, because I can kind of compose one message, um, and set that up to go to all these different places, but then I can also go and like tweak it and make sure that the images pull in properly. And then it also gives you like metrics tracking on links that you have in there. So, so you can see like how many people clicked on this link. Nice. Um, and it also tracks like who's retweeted it. So how many like impressions you got per, per tweet. So it's not too bad though. I think it's pretty good, especially if you have a bunch of accounts you need to manage. Cool. Nice. But, yeah. Um, that's awesome, dude. Good job. Thank um, you. so what is, what's your next, uh, what's your next two weeks going to be consistent? <sighs> So my next two weeks are a little bit of, I want to do some planning kind of for the, the year or maybe the next like three months or so, kind of get a plan of what I want to do. And then I want to also work on sales funnel stuff. Um, for The reason my mailing list is at 320 is 
actually kind of funny because I don't get a lot of natural traffic. I actually just ran like Google ads for a little while and I got like a ton of people to, hmm. to just come to my site. So I'm going, I turned that off though, because I was like running out of my initial fund in my like mm-hmm. business account. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta stop this until I can actually make some money. So, um, I'll probably re-enable that and then uh, rearrange some things. So I'm driving people to my site but to some sort of landing page that I can get them on the mailing list and then eventually get them to go to the course. Um, that's so I can kind of own my own traffic. And then eventually, I mean, the people who are on your mailing list are beautiful because you can just like send them an email and, right. and get money. You don't have to like have an ad bring them to you. So that costs you money and go from there. And it's something like if they buy once, they might buy again. It just gives me those options. So going to probably try to work on that for the next couple of weeks. And I got to release, you know, my normal YouTube videos and stuff, but Nice. That's my game plan, but to kind of get a plan for like what's my next premium course going to be, um, which means I might have to kind of survey the audience a little bit to see what that should be, um, just so I don't make something that nobody wants. Hopefully, they wanted this one, and then um, yeah, just try to drive more traffic. What uh, are you, what else do you have to finish on your your Docker developer Docker course? Um, yeah, so the, those other modules are for, there's a testing section, which I've actually never talked about in any YouTube videos, so I'm probably just going to leave that as like part of this premium course. But we're going to go through using like testing, using images, and then uh, eventually setting up some sort of CI. So I might have a couple different ones in there for like, hey, this is how you could do it if you're using GitLab for your, your Git um, and your repository management. But then I'm probably going to have one set up to where it's like, okay, this is what it's going to look like if you roll your own Jenkins and have that as part of your continuous integration setup and how you can use Docker images for that. And then finally, uh, I'm going to have a simple deployment part and then how to integrate your continuous integration to your actual deployment process. So, you know, rolling that into continuous deployment is probably, that's like the holy grail portion of this, which goes a little bit beyond like developing with Docker, but I think modern developers need to know a lot about the ops process. So it's probably valuable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, good job. Um, so, um, I will promote the hell out of that, that stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to finish watching all your, your extra, uh, modules you added. So, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, it's good. It's good content. Um, yeah, so um, I did not complete anything. Um, my goal for the last two weeks was to <clears throat> get the tattoo account to use um, a callback, like move everything to callback API to mm-hmm. get tattoo to use it. Um, I got the majority, and then my other plan was to. Uh, go back to conversations in Tetsu and get those working for private private conversations. Yeah. And I didn't complete either of those. So did you make progress on either though? Yes, yeah. So on the uh, callback API, what I found was I, I really needed um, some additional features just the way I want to use it. So in I don't want uh, the consumer to have to like store any sort of external ID or um, kind of do anything on their end. Like they can if they want, but I don't want that to be a requirement. So like an example, like what I do like with Stripe, right? You, you reach out to Stripe 
and you say, hey, here's a new customer, and it returns you a customer ID, and you usually store that on your database. Mm-hmm. So you can go and hit that for that given customer again. I don't want to have to do that with like a job. So like if you send out a job called, you know, schedule stand-up, you don't want, and then that's going to return you an ID, which it does. I don't want to have them to have to store that locally because it's just, I want it to be such a lightweight API that you don't, it doesn't really have any effects on your internal systems. Gotcha. So I got the first part of that working. I figured out that it wasn't actually creating the schedule um, with with the job API like I wanted it to. Uh, so I had to add that. Um, and then the other thing I did is now a post. A post will basically do, so if you posted slash jobs, it'll create that job and return a 201 if it created it. Or if it's already there, it'll just update the, the information it needs to update and return a 200. And it's a little bit different than normal APIs. Usually, you know, you have an update and then a create, mm-hmm. um, which I do have an update as well, but I, I change it so that create works for both ways. That way I can just, on the consumer end, just go and post every time to that API and it'll handle changes and everything. So That makes sense. I got, yeah, I got that working. Um, I had to add some account stuff so that users are tied to accounts. Um, because if you have a team of people, I don't want them each to have their own API keys. Mm -hmm. They originally had API keys on the user. So things like that, a bunch of changes and that tied with code mash, which I always think I'm going to get so much done when I'm at code mash, (laughs) uh, conferences and that never happens. I'm like, Oh, I'm away from the family. I'm just going to get all these things done. And that didn't happen. So, um, but I'm, I'm probably today I'm going to have kind of the fully integrated um, thing with callback uh, integrated for, for Tatsu. Uh, nice. The other thing I needed to do is add, which was kind of the bigger issue, is I had to add the, I wanted to add the ability to say, uh, I wanted to be the ability to, to display what that schedule is on, on the UI. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted the, like a, a human readable schedule to be returned with the job so I made it so you know it says like every Monday Wednesday and Friday or it'll say every Uh, weekday or it'll say every you know weekend at this time and it handles multiple different times Nice. so I got all that working Uh, so basically I have all the pieces to allow it to integrate right with that too Um, so I'll finish that probably today and then I'm going back over to to conversations to get those working that's about it. The other thing that happened last week was there's another company that released literally the same API. Wait, um, besides cron jobs? Yes. So, so there's, there's a, a third one in the hat <laughs> there's now. A, there's a there's a company called Beep Beep Boop, which is uh, run by some really cool people um, in the bot space. Like it's a bot. Oh, okay. And they released a Chronos API where you actually use like cron. You actually use like cron. It's actual um, cron formats, yeah. But it does the same. It does the webhook and everything. Um, I'm not really too concerned with it. It's fine. yeah. That uh, it's... I would opt to not use cron if given the option. Yeah, like exactly. I hate the cron format because yeah. I have to every single time I you use have it to look, it look up. up. Yeah, because yeah, have I have no idea up. what this means. What's star star or whatever? Like, right. yeah, that's bad. Another the other thing is it's kind of tied into beep boop, although you can use it separately. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you have to create an account on Beepoop and a project and all this stuff. So it's a little, but it's the same idea. So, you know, it's just another idea that, you know, these bot makers had the same uh, issue that I had and they're just, you know, selling their byproducts just like I am. So, yeah, it's kind of um, funny how that happens. Like you guys are all on the same like fringe space to where you're all kind of discovering the same things. Yeah. And, right. Uh, going from At there. the same times. Yeah. yeah. It's like same reason why, you know, uh, what was it? It was like people were finding specific elements from the periodic table at like the same time because science had just like progressed yep. to such a spot that people were simultaneously discovering the same thing. Huh. That's a cool um, analogy. Yeah. I mean, it, this happens a lot in like any kind yeah. of science stuff. It happens in computer science too. Like you'll go to um, like, you know, academic yeah. conferences. Gooey. Have... <laughs> and what? GUIs and, GUIs and uh, you know, GUIs all happened at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's just interesting how that works out. But yeah. I do have a question about callbacks, and that yes. is, what does it actually run like uh, on the? So I post a thing. What code does it run, or does it just like do you send, do I send you a payload and say, hey, send this payload back to me at a certain time? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Here's, that makes sense because then you don't have to hold any code on your end. Like right. I was like, that could be a nightmare because you're basically building AWS Lambda at that point, right? Um, which I think is maybe be just. That's, out of the scale. That's way out of for. my scope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically what you do is that you give it a callback URL and a payload, and it will call that you callback URL or that webhook with your okay. payload. And, and it, then it's you can just add... give it the times and stuff. And Exactly. Yeah, okay, cool. Exactly. You do that is super simple. Like, yep. yep. That's such a good idea. Yeah. And then um, it'll keep things like uh, stats and how long, like, throughput and things like that Um, it doesn't do that yet but it's going to yeah so you're like building out the dashboard and stuff for it yeah exactly cool so for the next two weeks what's your like main goal what's your wildly important thing you have to do conversations and tattoo cool i I need to get back to tattoo um asap um but the reason i want to go back to tattoo and kind of leave callback is i want i'm going to slowly add more people to using Mm -hmm. callback and um and that'll give me like data, how well it's working, mm-hmm. uh, what I need on my uh, on my servers, things like that. So it's kind of like a, it's going to be like a data collection period for callback, but it allows me to kind of focus back on Tetsu. That makes a ton of sense. So once I get conversations, conversations are like <laughs> really I need to get over this hill because I'm kind of like I'm kind of in like this lull of like oh I got to work on conversations yeah. again and. I have like a million different other features I want to add. Mm-hmm. So at some point, one of these days or one of these weeks, I'm going to like just stop on these big features on Tatsu and just implement, you know, dozens of these tiny features. Tiny features, get them all out the door. That, I mean, yeah. sometimes it's really tough. Like when you get stuck on one feature, just it's a trap. And I I had one of these a while back where I was like working out. Um, this is my day job. I was working out like, pdfs to attach to like an email service mm-hmm. uh and i ended up going down this road like i ended up building a pdf generation server in the process of this thing and then working out like all the ops side to like how this thing needs to deploy like i worked with our ops guys on how to do it and i'm like oh this should totally be our first like dockerized like super duper simple thing and like i killed so much time because i was really just hating my life while i was working on this mm-hmm. and it was so much more fun to work on some like niche thing underneath it 
to, to like make it better. But then I would come back to like, oh, I have to create these PDFs for these yeah. emails again. And now yeah. I hate myself. And yeah, yeah just like get you bogged down. It sucks. It's not a, uh, it's not an immediate like uh, client facing feature. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be able to do certain things based on this. But, you know, once I get to this point, it's not even something I can really release until I, I add the ability to start stand-ups in a DM, which is going to be based on this conversation stuff. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of like a, ugh, like a law. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's been going good. So good. those are my next two weeks. Nice. Then th- those should be more productive than your last two weeks, obviously, with that yes. code mash there. It's funny yes. that you think you're going to get stuff done at code mash. I, I always, every year, it's like my yeah. eighth, eighth code mash. And code mash is basically a giant party. Yes. Um, and with you know some talks in between, but exactly. it uh it's a good time. I'm kind of maybe next year I'll try to see if I can go to Code Mash. It's it's been a while for me. My next is uh Gary Bernhardt's conference should be announced shortly. Wait, Gary Bernhardt's running a conference? You did not know about this? No, I didn't know. Is there a Destroy All Software conference? Uh, DestructConf dot com. Ah, and have to check um, this out. it's going to be in uh, Seattle. It's he's hand selecting all the speakers. I think it's just off something like that. Um, he hasn't he hasn't released the price yet. Although I did look at the source and uh, found an SVG, and it looks like it's probably gonna be around five hundred bucks. Mm. Um, although I told him that, and I I may have raised the price of the conference. So I'm just gonna put that out there. Wait, you uh, talked to him at Codemash, and you're like, dude, 500 bucks? That's no, cheap. No, I talked to him on Twitter, and I said, oh, okay. oh, 500 bucks. And then he's like, oh, sneaky. And then um, I said, well, just to let you know, that's like a no-brainer for me. And then he's like, oh, that's actually a useful data point. So I may I may have uh, increased the price. Yeah, well, good job. Maybe he'll give yeah. you the $500 ticket and be like, since it was a no-brainer, and I'm going to charge all these other plebs more money. But the um, idea that we're going to do, too, um, if you want, you're more than welcome, uh, is if we all get tickets, a few, few other developer friends, we're going to take a, a train from around here to Vancouver and kind of do like a codication thing and then take like a train from Vancouver down to Seattle, go to the conference, and then take a plane back. That so. sounds amazing, but uh, <laughs> I don't imagine. So my vacations this year are a little off the hook. So I, I'm going on my first ski trip in two weeks with nice. my father-in-law and a couple, like a friend from church and one of the other guys that he works with. But Where then are you guys going? In, we are going to um, Breckenridge. Breckenridge, yep, nice. So yeah, we're going out there. Um, and then in September, I'm going to Israel for two weeks. Mm, that's close yeah so uh gonna be doing that and then i have another like week vacation with the family just going to the lake or something like that so basically like even though i have unlimited vacation time my guilt would be insane if i took more time off plus i would have to obviously pay for all this stuff and i'm a cheapskate yeah but yeah i thank you for the yes on that well, one he's like yeah no no i'm not like yeah that. yeah you have to pay for it yes uh-huh. but um we did work out all the pricing it is gonna be like fifteen hundred dollars just for the travel without like counting food and all that stuff Oof, rough so but it'll be it'll be hopefully a productive fun time i've never been to vancouver so Mm -hmm. um 
anyway, any, if you don't want to do all that, I would highly recommend uh, Gary's, Gary's conferences. Speakers that he's announced already are amazing. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be really well done. It's in the end of May, I believe. May cool. 20. I might I might have to look into that to see if that yeah. can like because I go to a conference every year anyway, so maybe that'll be my one for this year. Abstractions yeah. was my one from last year, and that was amazing. Yes, I wish I was there. So, uh, yeah. Well, cool. Cool, man. Um, well, yeah, I will so, uh, chat with you in two weeks, though. Yeah, sounds more. great. All right. Good luck on conversations. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye.